0: Welcome to Tales from Long Ago, a podcast brought to you by tutusandfairytales.com, bringing wonder into your home through stories and crafts. Today we're reading the second half of last week's story of Snow White and Rose Red. A short time afterwards, the mother sent her children into the forest to get firewood. There they found a big tree which lay felled on the ground and close by the trunk was something jumping backwards and forwards in the grass, but they could not make out what it was. When they came nearer, they saw a dwarf with an old withered face and a snow-white beard a yard long. The end of the beard was caught in a crevice of the tree, and the little fellow was jumping backwards and forwards like a dog tied to a rope and did not know what to do. He glared at the girls with his fiery red eyes and cried,
1: Why do you stand there? Can you not come here and help me?
0: "'What are you doing there, little man?' asked Rose Red.
1: "'You stupid prying goose!' answered the dwarf. "'I was going to split the tree to get a little wood for cooking. "'The little bit of food that one of us wants gets burnt up directly with thick logs. "'We do not swallow as much as you coarse, greedy folk. "'I had just driven the wedge safely in, and everything was going as I had wished, "'but the wretched wood was too smooth and suddenly sprang apart, "'and the tree closed so quickly that I could not pull out my beautiful white beard.' So now it is trapped in and I cannot get away, and the silky, sleek, milk-faced things laugh. Ugh, how hateful you are!
0: The children tried very hard, but they could not pull the beard out. It was caught too tight. I will run and fetch someone, said Rose Red.
1: You senseless
0: goose! snarled the dwarf.
1: Why should you fetch someone? You are already too, too many for me. Can you not think of something better?
0: Don't be impatient, said Snow White. I will help you. She then pulled her scissors out of her pocket and cut off the end of the beard. As soon as the dwarf felt himself free, he laid hold of a bag which lay among the roots of the tree, and which was full of gold, and lifted it up, grumbling to himself,
1: Rude people to cut off a piece of my fine beard. Bad luck to you!
0: And then he swung the bag upon his back and went off without even once looking at the children. Some time after that, Snow White and Rose Red went to catch a dish of fish. As they came near the brook, they saw something like a large grasshopper jumping towards the water, as if it were going to leap in. They ran to it and found it was the dwarf. Where are you going? asked Rosered. You surely don't want to go into the water. I'm not such a fool, cried
1: the dwarf. Don't you see that a cursed fish wants to pull me in?
0: The little man had been sitting there fishing, and unluckily the wind had twisted his beard with the fishing line. Just then, a big fish bit and the feeble creature had not the strength to pull it out. The fish kept the upper hand and pulled the dwarf toward him. He held on to all the reeds and rushes, but it was of little good, and he was forced to follow the movements of the fish, and was in urgent danger of being dragged into the water. The girls came just in time. They held him fast and tried to free his beard from the line, but all in vain. Beard and line were entangled fast together, Nothing was left but to bring out the scissors and cut the beard, whereby a small part of it was lost. When the dwarf saw that, he screamed out,
1: Is that civil you toadstool, to disfigure one's face? Was it not enough to clip off the end of my beard? Now you've cut off the best part of it. I cannot let myself be seen by my people. I wish you had been made to run the soles off your shoes.
0: Then he took out a sack of pearls which lay in the rushes, and without saying a word more, he dragged it away and disappeared behind a stone. It happened that soon afterward the mother sent the two children to the town to buy needles and thread, and laces and ribbons. The road led them across a pasture upon which huge pieces of rock lay strewn here and there. Now they noticed a large bird hovering in the air, flying slowly around and around above them. It sank lower and lower, and at last settled near a rock not far off. Directly afterwards they heard a loud, piteous cry. They ran up, and saw with horror that the eagle had seized their old acquaintance, the dwarf, and was going to carry him off. The children, full of pity, at once took tight hold of the little man, and pulled against the eagle so long that at last he let his treasure go. As soon as the dwarf had recovered from his first fright, he cried with his shrill voice, "'Could you
1: not have done it more carefully?' You dragged at my brown coat so that it is all torn and full of holes, you helpless, clumsy creatures!"
0: Then he took up a sack full of precious stones and slipped away again under the rock into his hole. The girls, who by this time were used to his thanklessness, went on their way and did their business in the town. As they crossed the pasture again on their way home, they surprised the dwarf, who had emptied out his bag of precious stones in a clean spot and had not thought that anyone would come there so late. The evening sun shone upon the brilliant stones. They glittered and sparkled with all colors so beautifully that the children stood still and looked at them. "'Why do you stand keeping there?' cried the dwarf, and his ashen gray face became copper red with rage. He was going on with his bad words when a loud growling was heard, and a black bear came trotting toward them out of the forest. The dwarf sprang up in a fright, but he could not get to his cave, for the bear was already close." Then, in the dread of his heart, he cried, Uh, Dear Mr. Bear,
1: spare me. I will give you all my treasures. Look, the beautiful jewels lying there. Grant me my life. What do you want with such a slender little fellow as I? You would not feel me between your teeth. Come, take these two wicked girls. They are tender morsels for you, fat as young quails. For mercy's sake, eat them.
0: The bear took no heed of his words, but gave the wicked creature a single blow with his paw, AND HE DID NOT MOVE AGAIN. THE GIRLS HAD RUN AWAY, BUT THE BEAR CALLED TO THEM, SNOW WHITE AND ROSE RED, DO NOT BE AFRAID, WAIT, I WILL COME WITH YOU. THEN THEY KNEW HIS VOICE AND WAITED, AND WHEN HE CAME UP TO THEM, SUDDENLY HIS BEARSKIN FELL OFF, AND HE STOOD THERE, A HANDSOME YOUNG MAN CLOTHED ALL IN GOLD. I AM A KING'S SON, HE SAID, AND I WAS BEWITCHED BY THAT WICKED DWARF WHO HAD STOLEN MY TREASURES. I have had to run about the forest as a savage bear until I was freed by his death. Now he has got his well-deserved punishment. Snow White was married to him, and Rose Red to his brother, and they divided between them the great treasure which the dwarf had gathered together in his cave. The old mother lived peacefully and happily with her children for many years. She took the two rose trees with her, and they stood before her window, and every year bore the most beautiful roses, white and red. That concludes the story of Snow White and Rose Red and we hope you enjoyed it. We believe there's nothing more important than family and we know that shared experiences are one of the best ways for families to connect. So we invite you to enjoy these and other stories together. We'd also appreciate a 5-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tales from Long Ago podcast brought to you by Eric and Marilyn McDonald at tutusandfairytales.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll be back again for another story soon.